and good day, relatives. I want to welcome everybody back to the New Tradition Podcast. This is the Brothers Keeper Edition, and my name is Jeremy Fields. Uh, wanted to say thank you for everybody uh, extending their patience. Uh, I know we've taken a, a pretty strong hiatus over the uh, course of the summer. We got uh, extremely busy with some projects. Um, that took us on the road and then also just kind of going through some um, transition professionally and uh, personally in that we relocated uh, the entirety of our family and operations to uh, Fort Collins, Colorado uh, from Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, although we do have um, other uh, colleagues that, that are situated around the, uh, the country, uh, this is kind of our, our headquarters and the, and the center of our, our business operations. So um, it was quite the task, and we're still kind of uh, finalizing uh, some of the final steps of the move and the relocation, but um, we've been able to get resituated and get things uh, up and running, and we've been uh, excited to get back um, to the podcast here to get out some new content. We've been really discussing some um, awesome ideas as to where this is going to go in the coming months, and um, you know, we've got a bunch of other projects and things that are coming up that we're excited to announce. But uh, again, you know, we're here for the Brothers Keeper edition. And uh, if you follow along with the social media, you've probably seen the uh, the uh, little meme that we kicked out today that, that states, Brother, true courage looks like uh, honesty and vulnerability. And um, I think for a lot of us as indigenous men, you know, that, that word honesty and vulnerability can, can be a little bit scary. And uh, not that we're... Um, dishonest people but in the in the context of of how this is uh extended it's it's about opening yourself up your person to be authentically seen and and oftentimes that's something that's scary because we've be, we've uh become protective in our nature about who we are and how it is that we're understood especially um in social environments and even within our families and things you know um but one of the um Questions that I always like to extend to people when we're in uh, spaces of direct dialogue, as as Thrive Unlimited, we do a lot of direct training work with communities, and most of that is centered around mental and emotional well-being. How do you achieve stability for yourself, and how do you come to a better space of being in in that context? And um, when people are showing up with that, one of the the first things that I like to put in front of them is uh, because they're coming in a space where they want to find a better space in their life, um, it does take some authenticity and vulnerability to show up to yourself. So the question that I pose to them is, how honest are you genuinely willing to be with yourself in order for you to be well? That's the number one question that you have to ask if you're genuinely in a space of wanting life to be better for yourself. How honest are you really willing to be with yourself? Because for each and every one of us, to some degree or another, we're what's standing in our way. There are a lot of things that we cover up and we disguise so well that we don't even recognize it, you know? And um, that's kind of the nature of what this this dialogue is about in terms of being honest and vulnerable. Um, for myself, this is something that's that's a really powerful statement because it's played such a powerful part in my healing and growth journey over the course of my lifetime. And in particular, in my, in my younger years, as um, I entered into my later teens and early adulthood, this is somewhere where it really uh, took hold. Uh, for me, when I was when I was really young, school age, I grew up in an environment where I was one of very few 
um, indigenous people and especially cultured indigenous people, you know, someone that participated in my ceremonies and, and, and community and, and those kinds of things. Culture was very much a, a part of my upbringing to, to, to varying degrees. And um, because of that, I was able to recognize um, the contrast and the difference between my life and the lives of my peers around me who were predominantly white or Caucasian. And um, because of that, I didn't want to stand out or be the the, the weird kid that, that would always be picked on. So um, I always kind of kept to myself and was careful about what I um, allowed to be expressed about myself or my culture or my life, all of those kind of things. I became very protective over my identity and who it was that I was understood to be, you know. And as such, one of the protective measures that I learned was um, to take on the things that um, – the dominant crowd around me found um, acceptable, whether that be with like music or sports or whatever it was, you know, um, if that's what everybody else liked, hey, maybe I should like that too kind of thing. When in reality, in the genuine space of it, it was like, this really isn't that cool, but I okay kind of thing, you know. And um, that was how the majority of my younger life was spent, trying to be under the radar and, 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 and kind of like... Uh, not making much noise, but it really took a toll on me and my self-esteem because um, I wasn't being genuinely seen or accepted or encouraged. And these um, parts that made me most unique and really made me who I was, my talents, my passions, all of those kinds of things, they were being um, bottled up and stifled, basically, you know, and, and I was kind of like dying and, and withering on the inside because of it. And it led to some some heavy self-esteem issues and depression and things, which I couldn't even identify at the time. I just knew I was I didn't feel well, you know, in life. But um, as I entered my, my later teen years and, and stepping into my young adulthood, this was a space where I came face to face with with this concept of being um, authentic, you know, because I became so tired of of living that lifestyle and trying to fit in. Um, my urge and my drive to just be and and be open and express myself in the things that I was most passionate about become became so great that I just stepped outside of the bubble of that and um, I, I established relationships outside of that that general community in the school that I was going to and. Um, those those relationships opened up an avenue for me to genuinely be who I was because I was able to come into contact with people that were passionate about the same things that could understood that you know understand the nature of my expression. Um, but even as an as an indigenous person, one of the things that that really was was heavy on me was that people around me didn't understand me. In, in the context of my sense of humor or even the way that I talked, you know, like it was so vastly different than, than my family uh, back on the res or, or how I was used to engaging life, you know, and that was that was troubling, you know, because uh, nowhere in that space could I feel authentic, you know, because I could I could try to um, be myself in that space, but people would always look at me like sideways, like, what did you just say? I don't get it, you know, kind of thing. So at a point, it was just like, don't bother with it. You know what I mean? But being able to find spaces where I could be authentically myself was really important to me. And I was fortunate to be able to do that. Um, but for myself, I think 
one of the the really important parts of this um, journey into being uh, honest and vulnerable about myself was um, facing that with myself, I should say, because there were so much um, emotions that were bottled up from that time period that um, I had learned to disguise those emotions so well that I could no longer identify that they were even there and that they were attributing to grief and to um, depression and anxiety, social anxiety, things of that nature, you know. And I came to a point where I realized that I was unwell uh, in in myself, and and I was very sad, and I was really troubled, and and my mind was just entirely stressed out, and I knew that it couldn't be right, but I didn't know how to identify it. But there came a point where I had to stop myself um, from continuing, I guess, kind of like the misguided um, way that I was uh, I was kind of facilitated, brought up, and in, I guess in my upbringing, in that. As, as an indigenous male, you don't show fear, you don't show pain or emotion because that's weakness, you know, and um, you just swallow down whatever it is, you just choke it down, you grit your teeth, and you bear it, you move through it, and you keep going, you keep going, which I had been doing for years, but it all amounted in some severe depression that even even drove me to the, to the point of becoming suicidal, you know, and... Um, in that kind of space, it, it brought me to um, this kind of turning point where I stopped myself and I said, Jeremy, you're in pain. You're in pain. You've got a lot of difficult experiences that are attributing to how it is that you're feeling emotionally, and it's not a good thing, you know, and you need to stop and and acknowledge this because it's not going to get any better. It's not going anywhere, you know? And once I did, it was, it was a powerful turning point because it kind of lined up with my, um, my nature as an artist that as I opened up these emotions and these things that had been compartmentalized for so many years, I was able to unpack them and process them and release them through creative expression. I was able to channel it through poetry as an MC, as a hip hop artist. I was able to channel it through through music as a producer and as a beat maker. I was able to channel it through color and form and flow as a graffiti artist. I was able to channel it through through graphic design. I was able to to channel that through through singing, uh, you know, even even our cultural traditional songs and things of that nature, and. I didn't realize what was happening at the time, but now in hindsight, when I when I looked back at it, I realized I lined up in a way that our culture would have originally taught me had I been uh, able to grow up in that environment. You know, when you have a space to be able to be authentic about yourself and you have those kind of creative outlets that facilitate that release and that processing, um, you know, like in, in, in a cultural aspect, a lot of the songs that we sing are centered around uh, positive intention, whether it be prayer or calling things into, into being and into existence. So, you know, if you're in a space of being authentic about what you're genuinely feeling and going through, whether it be grief, sadness, whatever it is, and then you have that, that um, expressive outlet where you 
um, counteract that, so to speak, with um, with prayer and intention and setting good things in motion. That's a way of processing through those emotions, releasing them, and um, realigning your mind in a much better space, your mind, your heart, and your spirit, you know? And that was something that kind of... Um, unwittingly came about in my life in, in in my younger years and I was really fortunate with that but even more so it gave me the um the freedom to be honest with myself and to um to be vulnerable in spaces where um before I wouldn't allow myself you know what I mean and um not only was that powerful just in my own individual space but it was something that made the relationships around me much more enriching and fulfilling because not only was I creating a space for myself to be authentic and live fully, but I was doing that for other people as well, where um, I was creating a safe space and, and being able to open up these conversations and be like, man, you know what, this is what I went through. And then having brothers and and, and friends and, and comrades come around and say, damn, you know what, me too, man, I went through that, I thought it was just me, you know, and we were able to have some really um, powerful, like, heart-to-heart discussions as brothers, you know, and, and being able to to be there and support and lift one another up, you know, and those were heavily influential, you know, even to the to, to this day in our life, to be able to look back and say, man, I remember, I remember that conversation that we had, you know, I'm so glad that you shared that with me because it changed my life, you know, like, it changed my perspective, you know, man, I thought I was alone, like, man, that might have saved my life kind of thing, you know. And um, even more so as I stepped into my young adulthood and brought children into this world, um, I have to credit that 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 choice to be um, honest and vulnerable with, with me being able to have good relationships with my children, to understand how to be loving to them. And, you know, nowhere along the way have I ever been a perfect father by any means. You know, there are, are, are many spaces where I failed miserably, you know, but there again, I was honest about it. I was authentic about it and being able to say, you know, with my daughters, look, you know, I apologize for where I fell short in this or that or, or where I may have stumbled or where I may have let you down and, and things of that nature. But, you know, I'm, I'm still here. I'm here and I'm willing to do better. Whatever it is, let's figure it out, you know, and let's move forward in a better way. And that even in of itself, though, like it wasn't so much about what I was contributing to them, but it was about what I was opening myself up to receive from them. Because if I wasn't able to be vulnerable, I would not have been able to feel that beautiful, just undescribable love that they contributed to my life, you know, because I, I always attribute my relationship with them and their participation in my life with my understanding of creator and spirituality and love. And um, I, I have to say that they each have made me the man that I am today because they they gave me, uh, I guess I could say, reason to live, you know? They gave me purpose and inspiration to want to give goodness to something other than myself. Um, they wanted, they made me want to live on behalf of something greater than myself, you know, but they really did open my eyes and my heart to the beauty that this life, uh, encompasses, you know, and it taught me how to be a better relative to everyone around me, whether that be as a son or a brother or as a friend or community member, whatever it might be, you know, um, I, it allowed me to understand that I have the ability and the power to give the same kind of love that they were giving to me, to others, you know, out and around me. And and that was a beautiful thing, you know. But, um, you know, again, stepping into that space of authenticity has been something that's um, 
really been a, a, a powerful piece in my life because it's it's brought a lot of peace in mind. And not to say that there hasn't been stress and struggle and things like that. I go through things just like everybody else does on a day-to-day and it continues to happen, you know. But somewhere in there, there's an underlying peace of mind that, you know, the person that I um, uh, uh, engage in, the person that you interact with face-to-face with me out in the world, that's who I am thoroughly, you know, I, and I feel great about that. I'm, I'm thankful that I don't uh, feel the need to, to disguise or hide, and I feel like I'm very fortunate that, that however Creator lined it up, that I was able to work through a lot of my hardships and, and be able to be in that space to, to be... Um, just to be authentic about who it is that I am, you know, and with my children and in the way that I I raise them, you know, as they come into different life situations, I'm very honest with them about the person that I've been and the same with my wife and and anyone around me. You know, I don't ever try to, to, to say that I'm better or that I'm perfect or that I haven't struggled or stumbled, you know, like I, I tell people often, like, you know, I, I do understand where you're coming from because I've been there, you know, in the, in the, in the spaces of, of, of addiction and, and so many things, you know, there's so many things that I've done that I'm not proud of, but at the same time, I'm not ashamed to, to share that in the fact that I am human, you know, and that's part of being authentic, you know, is, is being able to own the entirety of your story and being able to look at it and acknowledge the lessons that have been learned or, or, or acknowledge that there are lessons to be learned and be appreciative of that, you know, because that in and of itself has been, um, you know, contributor to, to, to strong relationships as well, you know, in, in being able to genuinely know someone. I think oftentimes we, we have a tendency to portray ourselves in our best light. And oftentimes, you know, like it, it creates a persona for other people that we don't have an ability to live up to, you know, and, and sometimes we become, um, uh, uh, defensive or protective when the, um, the not so great parts of our life come out. You know what I mean? But um, we're all human beings, you know? We all have our, our animal drives and instincts, and, you know, many of us have been brought up in environments of trauma, uh, especially as indigenous people, you know? Like, we had our, our families systematically dismantled. We had our, our, our family values and our concept of love and all of those things systematically, intentionally dismantled. And for us to be in a space of um, having been influenced by that, it's not something to be ashamed of, but it's something that we do have an ability to acknowledge in the midst of one another and be able to say, you know, I may not be perfect and this is where I came from, but I'm doing my best to move forward and and be better. And the more that we all have an ability to acknowledge that, the clearer we have an ability to see one another. And that's really important, you know, because again, you know, the more that we can create space for one another to be authentic and vulnerable, uh, that's really important, you know, because we all need that space. That's what genuine support, that's what genuine compassion and love really looks like, you know. So, um, but I just kind of wanted to share that with you all because I, I've, I guess I, I've come into contact with, with it in, in varying degrees, uh, whether it be people reaching out to me directly or just kind of contemplating my own experience and even to the, to the um, extent of going into a lot of our indigenous communities and working with young men and, uh, you know, oftentimes having these things be expressed in, in, a, in a space that it's difficult for me to genuinely be myself. I just want to get out of here because nobody understands me or I'm, I'm so tired of this. I'm so... 
uh, angry and upset because it's this way, you know, and there's such a, a heavy expectation put on us to be to be so extremely masculine and macho and unfeeling and uncaring and things of that nature. And, you know, you know, so many of these these young men, you know, just like myself, turn around and say, man, you know, but really, I love my family. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love my siblings and you know, like I, I enjoy my culture and, you know, I want to be a part of these things, but, you know, my, my peers over there, they, they tell me it's not cool and come over here and, and, and drink and do all of these kind of things, you know what I mean? And that's absolutely, you know, the truth. That's how it is in our communities. Unfortunately, you know, that's, that's a, you know, a lot of what I experienced, you know, and I was a contributor to it as well, you know. I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of my experience, but I learned from it as well, you know, and I'm thankful that I'm able to be here to, to contribute something back in a more positive light, you know, but, um, you know, that's something that's needed in our communities. You know, we need as, as adult men, as fathers and uncles and, and grandpas. And, you know, even if, you know, the, the young men in your community aren't your blood relatives, you know, like take them on, take them on as a nephew, as a son and, and mentor them, you know, like give them that safe space, create it for them, guide them so that, you know, like whatever it is that might be, you know, traveling along in their family lineage that might be, might be, um, uh, hurtful or or destructive that that it can be worked out you know and that they can have a a hope for a better future you know that's what all of this this brothers keeper dialogue is about is for us as as indigenous men and and boys to be able to support one another one another to be able to understand one another to be able to share space and share experience and learn and build upon it and become stronger genuinely not just physically or um, you know in in those misconceived you know kind of warrior mentality type things but to really genuinely become an embodiment of strength and, and support for our, our our families and our communities and, and for one another here. So um, I hope that this episode gave you something to think about, something good. I hope that you feel encouraged and inspired. Uh, and I hope that you can find those spaces to be authentic, you know, whether it be just kind of turning to your brother, turning to your bro, having, you know, one of these kind of conversations, bring up the topic, or maybe it's even with your wife or your sister to be able to say, you know, dang, you know, sis, this is this is something that I went through. You know, this is the genuine nature of where I am in my life and things that are sitting on my heart, sitting on my mind, you know, like, you know, this this is the the true nature of it, you know. But just in opening those conversations and allowing yourself to decompress and release is is tremendously healing, you know. But um, you know, we invite you all to to be a part of this dialogue. You know, I think here in the um in the um coming weeks and months, we're going to start doing some some um, um, back and forth dialogue engagement in the form of live discussions, and whether that be through the form of a Zoom meeting or or whatever, uh, we'll have to see what that looks like. But also. Um, going to be developing this uh this brother's keeper concept into a um uh, a very uh I, I guess um fine-tuned program that could be implemented within our communities in terms of um, helping to facilitate the healing journey for a lot of us as brothers in the things that we're going through so i've had a lot of um different men's groups and 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 uh and things reach out to say you know we're, we're looking for some um some guidance and direction and we like what you all are doing so uh looking at how to um engage a lot of these conversations in a much more structured form that kind of follows a uh um you know a, a cyclical um Format in that it 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 
it brings all of the pieces together to help us, you know, from beginning to to, to our continuing journey of healing and things. So um, would love to hear your feedback and encouragement or, or whatever your thoughts might be. You know, we always, you know, welcome that, uh, that dialogue. So that being said, you can reach out to us through direct message at our, um, our Instagram at thrive UNLTD, or you can reach me directly at Jeremy J E R E M Y at thrive UNLTD.com. That's my direct email address. And, um, you know, look forward to hearing from you all. But uh, with that being said, I just hope that you um, you take something good away from this episode. And please, please share it out with the relatives. Play it for play it for the brothers. Play it for the family. Send the links along. Share it out. Because the more people that we engage in this conversation, the more our communities benefit, the healthier our communities become. So uh, with that being said, we'll catch you on the next episode. Have a good rest of your day. Good rest of your week. Now we're eating.